Hello, my name is Brian Coleman and welcome to the Be A Friend podcast. I am your host and my mission is to entertain and inspire listeners to end loneliness for someone else by showing up for their friends. As my therapist friend, also known as my therapist, once said that if you want to make good friends, you have to be a good friend. So on this podcast, I'm going to share with you all real stories of people showing up for their friends. Today on the show, I talk with my friends Sperry McQuaid and Bella Tolley about how being yourself allows your friends to be themselves as well. You're never going to know someone unless you know all sides of them and nobody's ever going to know you unless you share all sides of you. But Bella was just so herself that it made me be myself and she just she created space to be yourself. I know that if I ever needed anything, big or small, I could call them. Sperry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to make it to over to my apartment. Um, we haven't talked to each other in over a year since you graduated from Santa Clara. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. That's, it feels silly of us to have gone so long. So silly. So silly. Sperry, how do we know each other? We know each other through Young Life and... I met you freshman year of my college experience, um, and uh, you were the area director, and I was the Young Life leader, and we had a great time. Do you remember what word you taught me? Oh. The slang word that I, we don't use anymore. I remember the moment when I taught it to you. We yeah. were sitting in Voyager. It was maybe like, oh no, I can't remember. Um. I remember it. It was Liddy. Liddy. Okay, don't use that anymore, please. Yeah, and no, I, I stopped a while ago, though I was told people just never really used it in general. <laughs> so for those listening who are not familiar with the word Liddy, how would in 2018, 2017, how would you have used it in a sentence? Like, going to this coffee shop is Liddy if you, if there's no line. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> it's just proof that it should never have been used are you sure it wasn't lit no it was definitely liddy okay. the, the others at the table with us i don't remember who they were at the time um i don't remember now who they were me neither at the time i knew their names um but they were saying yeah we know that word but we don't use it mm. i was a weird kid i still am so Sperry, a lot of people do not know anything about you who are listening to this. Some people might, some people might not. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give people a better picture of who is Sperry, um, how, let me ask you this question. How would someone who does not know you well describe you? Let's see. Someone who does not know me well would probably describe me as kind um, but sometimes I'm nice when I maybe shouldn't be nice. What is that? Or like, I'm so kind, someone could run over my toe with a car and I'd be like, it's fine. Oh. You know? Yeah. Did I yeah. say that right? Run over my toe with a car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it right. Anyways, let me think of some other things. People would describe me as kind, goofy for sure. Maybe they would use the word weird. They can use whatever words they Maybe want. Maybe they would use the word quirky um, and energetic and not good at math, I think. Oh, you think the random passersby on the I street know. would know? I think they know. Would they be right? They would be right. They would be right. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, here's a good word. Let's juxtapose that. Um, with, I've never used that word out loud before. <laughs> I'm so impressed with myself. Let's juxtapose um, or compare and contrast the random passerby with someone who does know you well. How would someone who does know you well describe you? Um, They would describe me as maybe a little chaotic, um, like spontaneous, um, kind, again, a lot of the same, energetic. Okay. People who know me well would describe me as outgoing, whereas other people, I might be a little more shy to the passerby. Yeah, let's, there's let's, a list. That's a good list. Let's peel one layer off the onion. Let's go a little a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there wasn't a question there, but I meant to make it a question. Let's go. Let's 
Excuse me. I hope that makes it on. The burp, the belch. Yeah. I love that in Spanish, um, at least, I don't know, Crizia could correct me, but when I looked up the Google definition of to burp in Spanish, mm-hmm. it translates to erupt. Mm. So like it's uh, una erupción. That's very, it's telling. It's telling yeah. um, of what a burp really, really is. Um, let's peel one layer off of that onion that is Sperry. Um, how would someone describe you in a little deeper way than that? I would say it's hard to think about how other people would describe you because then mm-hmm. you get in your head about is this how I see myself or is this how other people see me? You know? Mm-hmm. I want to say they would say I'm passionate about things. Um, I don't know. It's a hard question. That's a good. That's a good one. What are What are some things you're passionate about? I'm passionate about what I want to do with life, which is being um, social impact, environmental impact business. That's something I've been passionate about for a while. Um, I'm passionate about connecting and with people and connecting people. And I think that's why I did Young Life. That's why I tried to make groups in college for more connection. It didn't always pan out. Um, that's why I try to get our friends together for game nights. Um, yeah, there's an example. What were some groups that didn't work out? I'm not sure I know about this. (laughs) Well, I really tried, so I was in a sorority, um, at Santa Clara and it's definitely different from your average sorority. And I actually wanted to get to know the people in my grade, my age. Um, so I tried to organize some bonding activities it didn't really seem like people really wanted to do the bonding activities. So that was a, a crash and a burn, but, uh, that's one example. What kind of, I'm so curious now, what kind of bonding activities did you plan? Well, okay. I joined the sorority to make friends. So podcast theme friendship. Um, so I would do things to like get everyone comfortable getting to know each other for example a scavenger hunt around the college campus Um, sounds fun it was fun but our our grade didn't get too close but i tried brian i really tried what did you learn from these endeavors they say you learn a lot from failing Mm -hmm. maybe more so than successes um what would you say you learned on how to make friends and or how to be a friend from these attempts I would say I learned that it is important to go out of your comfort zone. And especially, um, I think a lot of more people are looking for friends, but maybe um, no one knows how to make the first move. Um, So at least I thought in college, like people were looking for connection and maybe they just didn't know how to make the first move. And everyone's kind of waiting for each other to make the first move. So then that's why I planned a scavenger hunt. Hmm. Has young adulthood outside of college been different than, would you say, in college? I think it's been interesting. So I live in San Francisco and there's a lot of pods of people, Um, you know, people who you have who are friends with their work friends or people who are friends with their college friends. And it's been, I'm currently navigating this right now. Um, sometimes in my head, I think, oh, people are already in like a pod. You know, they don't want to expand their outside of their pod. Um, but so I'm kind of missing meeting new people. But I think that might just be an assumption that I have that isn't necessarily true. I think it might just be me being afraid to be the first one to make the move like I was talking about in college. So it's almost like now I need to relearn that. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. We're always learning and relearning things. Yeah. I remember there was a, I think it was a book that someone said, recommended, mentioned, um, that all, everything, every life lesson you learned in elementary school and you're just relearning it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. But there is some truth to it, at the very least. My brother told me recently that I don't have to give him a shout out in every episode, but I'm still going to. So shout out Sean Coleman living out in Texas. 
He kindly requested once that I ask my guests on the show to finish this sentence. A friend is someone who... I'm thinking of a lot of things. A friend is someone who sacrifices time for you. A friend is someone who... you can just have fun with. A friend is someone you can be stupid around, meaning you can feel safe to say, you know, maybe a something, the wrong thing, or feel safe to be vulnerable or safe to look dumb, if that makes sense. Friends, a lot of things. Um, okay, well, the, the mission of the podcast, have I told you the mission of the podcast before? Maybe not the direct the, mission. The direct mission statement that I drafted courtesy of uh, the help from Masterclass. We love Masterclass. We've we talked about this. We do love Masterclass. The direction, the mission of the podcast is to encourage and inspire people to end lo loneliness, not lowliness. Shout out Elijah Hour. I thought I said lowliness for the longest time. It is loneliness to encourage and inspire others to end loneliness for someone else by showing up for their friends. And we're doing this by sharing stories of people showing up for their friends. So have you had a friend or friends show up for you in maybe a special way? Yes, I have. Is this where you want me to tell the story? Yeah, this is when you can tell the story. <laughs> um, one of my favorite memories of friendship and one of the things I thought of immediately was um, back in high school. Do you want me to tell you that story? Absolutely. Okay, great. Well, is it a good story? It's a, it is a good story. Okay. Then it yeah. makes, it, I have fond memories of it, mm. but there's some sadness. There's always some sadness in the stories, mm. you know? That's what I hated about the movie Inside Out, but apparently that was the point. Oh. <laughs> I thought sadness great, ruined it. That's a great movie. But sadness made it great somehow. Yeah. I think it needed a villain. But I guess sadness was not the villain after yeah. all. I thought it I thought she was. No. We welcome sadness sometimes. Anyways, that's for a therapy talk. That's for therapy. I've I've <laughs> been is... over this with Steve before. <laughs> Charmaine and I talk about that all the time. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so let me take you back to high school. Um to, actually, I'm not even going to guess the year. Oh, maybe 2016. Doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about the year. I'm going to take you back to high school mm -hmm. with my two best friends, Bella and Claire, who I went to school with them since kindergarten. And now we are still friends, best friends to this day. Um, so when I think of a story that reminds me of friendship, I think of a time where I was going through a hard time. I think it was junior or senior year. My parents were getting a divorce. And I was I was an emotional stuffer. You know, where you stuff down the emotions. Yeah, I, I hope I'm getting better. But I was an emotional stuffer. And for some reason, my emotions would come out in Spanish class. Like fourth period. And I don't know why they would. I don't know if it's because Spanish was hard for me. And I just got frustrated. And then other things would boil over. I don't know if... Um, I was just hungry and emotions just started to well out. But basically, I had a, many times that year in Spanish that I would need to get up and leave because I would start to get upset, which I don't think I knew exactly why I was getting upset, but I'd start to cry. And my best friend, Claire, would follow me to the bathroom. And at my high school, we had a courtyard. Um, and across from the courtyard, there was a big window. The math class looked out to the Spanish class. So Somehow, my other best friend, Bella, every single time she would see me, she would see me run into the bathroom. Then she'd see Claire run, follow me into the bathroom. Bella would come and we'd all meet into, in the bathroom. And my friends, since I was emotional stuffer, I didn't like to talk about things. So I, they would just sit there with me and most oftentimes make me laugh until I didn't look, you know, like I was crying anymore. And it was the thought of just being there for your friend, especially when you don't know what to say or maybe your friend doesn't know how to explain their emotions. That was something that was very fond of memory and I 
with my friends still to this day laugh about oh remember you'd sprint out of the classroom and Bella would come she wouldn't even ask the teacher if she could leave she'd just run into the bathroom um so we laugh about that a lot and it's a really fond memory of just the people that were there for me in times where I couldn't really process my own emotions and that's why I love Bella and Claire just the beginning yeah that's great friendship that they would just leave whatever they were doing and run to meet you in the bathroom yes yes um and so I think a lot of my listeners are male. Mm-hmm. So th- some of us are a little less familiar with what you do in the bathroom if you go with someone else. So you said you were you would sit together. Are there couches in this girl's bathroom? <laughs> are you just all on separate toilets and different no. stalls? Can you not too graphically yeah. paint a little picture? No, you, for all there's of us? no sitting. There's no there's no couches. Uh, it's more like just standing by the sinks. Mm. perhaps um in a in a little triangle circle if you will not no sitting we're not all in separate stalls okay yeah i wasn't sure if it was going to be like one of you would would take a seat (laughs) pants up and the others would maybe sit on like the if it was the handicapped stall Mm. sit on like a railing and just hope that no no one who actually has need of the handicapped stall comes in no have you seen mama mia I think I might have. I saw it as a musical. Mm. Um, I might have seen it as a movie. Or at least part of it, not the whole thing. Well, I mean, if all of, I don't know how many of the listeners have seen Mamma Mia, but there's a scene where one girl's in the stall and then it's part of the music, it's one part of the song and dance. And the other two friends are going, Chickakita, tell me what's wrong. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Okay. Okay. And then just another question that makes me curious about this. Would other people ever be in the bathroom as you guys would run in? And if so, was it awkward or was it just like, oh, we're women, we're in this together? I think it's a little bit of both. I think women understand when you have to have like a, a meeting with your best friends in the bathroom. So I think it would, it would most likely be just like, hey, hey, Susie, hey, Sally. Those are fake names, but normally people wouldn't bother us. Hey, Susie. Hey, Hey, Sally. Hey, Sally. How would you describe, let's start with Bella. Mm -hmm. Paint a little picture of everyone in case they don't get to see a picture of what Bella looks like. Okay. Bella, if anyone is familiar with the Enneagram, Bella is an Enneagram 7, which means she is very adventurous. She seeks the highs in life. Um, she often pushes me out of my comfort zone just a bit and I'm, I'm adventurous, but she's always pushing me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, she's really loyal, um, really big heart. She, we used to play soccer together, all three of us, but if anyone knocked me over or the ref made a bad call, she would, she would tell them Mm -hmm. she would like protect me. Like she's a mama bear. Um, and there's a few times that she's actually, she gets feisty. So um, that's a little picture of Bella. Um, would you like to hear about Claire? I would, that was my next question. Okay. Hopefully me bumping the microphone is okay. Um, so Claire, um, I've also been friends with her since kindergarten. She is our wise friend. Um, she always seems to ground Bella and I, when sometimes we get a little too caught up in the craziness she's very grounding she gives us great advice she's really good at connecting with people um, you can bring her anywhere and she is just a light and she's very smart which I she got me through a Spanish class for multiple reasons the going to the bathroom and she taught me Spanish um, did she teach you the word for burp she did not Eruption. I think, yeah, according to Google. I don't think I pronounced that right, but. Probably as good as I could. <laughs> so that's a little picture of them. And they're both adventurous and active and really just make life fun. Uh, you were really close, it sounds like, in high school. Have you kept that closeness into adulthood? Yes, I have kept that closeness and which is pretty impressive because we haven't lived in the same state for five, 
six years now. So that is good long distance friendship right there. Um, I accent, I actually recently started doing with Bella and Claire, my two friends. Um, we do every two weeks a catch up time on FaceTime and then we do a little devotional together, um, which has been really nice mostly just to catch up. We have a time every week or every two weeks. Um, so the intentionality of that has been really nice because both my friends maybe aren't the best texters and I'm not the best texter either. So um, it's been a really cool way to stay in touch. Yeah, and it sounds like doing, having a routine that you do together would bring you, to, bring you all together also like in a closer way. And mm-hmm. um, what is the to give everyone a glimpse of like what is a devotional and what does that mean that means for us following along with some book um about you know that has involves christian faith um and reading a chapter of that um and answering questions together um i think i didn't grow up in the church but i did grew up with Bella and Claire which was very cool because we've talked about faith ever since I think we really figured out what faith was maybe I don't know high school and so I feel like through them I've learned a lot about faith which is cool Um, and through just answering questions about a bible verse or a devotional it's been really cool to learn with them if that makes sense yeah what are some more notable memories you have with them over the last few years? Um, well, my best friend, Bella, just got married. What? Uh, well, Congratulations, Bella. Congratulations, Bella. Um, well, the summer, August 2021. Okay. Um, so Claire and I were her co-maid of honors. Um, so that's a really special memory. We were... Uh, we put on for the speech. We put on long beards and um, hat or and wigs to be Moses, and then we got a scroll, a comically large scroll, and read for Bella the uh, ten like commandments for marriage, and they were funny, but were they? I don't really know. <laughs> uh, that's one fun memory, and I it's cool because as I don't know if anyone out there has a group of three. Are you in a group of three ever for any friendships? Like three people? I'm sure I am. I just don't think of of it that way, I guess. Yeah. Or like every time I'm in a group of three, or like I'm maybe in a group chat of three of us, it normally will then grow to right. more people. Right. Well, I think because we've gone through so many stages of life, like we've all stuck together. So we're a group of three, but I also have like a really special relationship with each of them individually. Um, like Bella and I have done some crazy things. Like in high school, we drove to San Francisco over the course of a week and slept in the back of my Suburban. And we got, there was a bunch of stories from that. Um, and Claire and I have just been known each other and like skied with each other since kindergarten. So it's just fun to think about. We've all done so much together. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I love about this podcast is just getting to hear about people's best friends. Yeah. It's it's encouraging, it's inspiring to, I don't know, just get to hear about it and then <clears throat> bring them on to the podcast as well and just get to see everyone interact with each other is, is really fun. Yeah. Would you say you're still able to be there for each other outside of that bi-weekly phone call? Yes, and I think... It definitely looks different from a long distance, but even checking in via text or just knowing that I could call either of them at any time um, is very nice. But it is it is harder, definitely over distance. But I think that just knowing how much they care um, is something like I'm never shy, like, oh, I don't want to bother Bill and Claire like what, by texting them this. Because I know like that their friendship like is more than that. I don't have to feel like I'm, um, what's the word? Inconveniencing them. Mm. Inconveniencing Good them. Mm. Good Took word. a while. 
You're listening to the Be A Friend podcast. When we return, Bella joins us on Zoom to share her side of the story. But first, a word from our unofficial sponsor. Today's unofficial sponsor, why men should start going to the bathroom in pairs. Brian, why do you think men should go to the bathroom together? I don't. That's the hard part. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm open to being convinced. Men should go to the bathroom together because that's where all the best conversations happen. That's true. I think men should go to the bathroom together because there's a lot of, uh, it's a time to sit back and reflect on what you've been doing. <laughs> and I think women bond over digestive issues. So many men should try that. <laughs> men need to be more vulnerable by talking about their digestive issues. And we all know men have probably a lot of digestive issues, but they yeah. don't talk about it. I think IBS runs rampant in the men. <laughs> Sure. I also hear that men bond more through active, like doing things together, maybe less through conversation. I learned that in a psychology class. I might not be saying it completely right, but the activity could be walking to the bathroom together, going to the bathroom, washing your hands. That's an activity that they can bond over. Bella, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we were just talking about you. Well, I guess we recorded this the other day. So we were just talking about you the other day. Um, and why don't we just get started with, um, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit for everyone listening? Okay. Well, my name is Bella. Um, I am currently living in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, so Sperry and I are doing the whole long distance friendship thing. Um I, uh, let's see a little about me. Um, I love to travel. I recently spent a month in Europe. That was pretty fun. Um, I love food and really like dessert as well. So that's <laughs> positive, all positive so- things. I'm so bad at the introduce yourself questions. I never know what to say. Bella was calling in from Airbnb and was using AirPods on the phone, which I now know makes the audio quality sound a little like a robot. However, I will say this to all the people out there who get annoyed by poor audio quality. If you give it a chance and listen to this for a couple of minutes, you kind of just get used to it. Also, I should say that we tried to get Claire on the podcast as well, but unfortunately, she was not available to join us on Zoom because it's tax season for work for her, which means she is very busy. How long have you and Sperry been friends? Oh, um, probably going on like 18 years. Because is that probably <laughs> well, since, kin- since kindergarten? So, yeah, right around 18 years. Wow. Which is crazy. So, I'm I have sure to that ask. math is right. Yeah, I have to ask. Sperry said um, there's a great story about the two of you that involves you spitting soda onto someone's lap. <laughs> that That is an iconic story. Did she share it already? No, she said I should ask you about it. Oh, well, it's one of our classic moments, but we were at a restaurant and we were we must have just been starting to drive because we were it was just the two of us and we were going to a concert and we were kind of running late so I was like okay I'll go we had to get cash so I was like I'll run across the street and get some cash you stay here and pay for the food and as I get up Sperry like smacks me on the back and I I had taken like the last sip of my lemonade or whatever I was drinking and as I turn around I just I start laughing and I spit it all over this old couple who's sitting behind us and then the worst part is I didn't know what to do so I picked the napkin out of this old man's lap and start dabbing his beard but I just spit all in and And it spit all over his dinner too like all all over their food and then I just left I didn't know I didn't know what to do so I just ran out of the restaurant and I just left Sperry sitting there to deal with this situation that I don't know. What did you even do? Sorry. I was like cry laughing and he was to my back. So I just like did it. I literally was just like besides myself, like laughing in my chair. 
And I said nothing. I should have offered to pay for his meal, but I didn't because I was 16. <laughs> oh, wow. That is times. gold. That is gold. I, I, I thought I'd share with you one of my first or my first Sperry memory. Um, I was at Santa, we were at Santa Clara University. I was meeting with her and some other freshmen and Sperry taught me this slang word. Uh, I'm wondering if, if you too would use it. Um, or if this was just a Sperryism, I'm sure you know many Sperryisms. Uh, but she taught me the word Liddy. Did you Liddy. ever use the word Liddy? <laughs> I never used it, but I have heard Sperry use it a lot. Probably too many. <laughs> Does anyone else use Liddy as a word? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because Sperry taught it to me as like, oh, all the cool kids say Liddy. Um, little Turns out I wasn't very cool. And I went back and like told all my friends, like, "Hey, guess this new word I learned today." With all like the cool, like college students are using. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you let him. You let him. Right, I know. So sad. Sorry, Brian. It's o- It's okay. Uh, so S- Sperry shared about. Um, I think it was, was it senior year of high school? Senior or junior year of high school? One of the years in high school, she was in Spanish class and her parents were splitting up and she was having a really hard time. And she said that there were some times it would just hit her the most in Spanish class, the, the, (laughs) all the feelings about it. And she would just book it from Spanish class, go to the bathroom and you and Claire were like her like bathroom support buddies. <laughs> Do you remember you remember this? Yes, I remember this. I remember one time we our classes were across like a courtyard from each other. So I could see like when they when Sperry would go to the bathroom. And um I saw her and Claire, they were leaving Spanish and I could see that Sperry was crying. And I, I just jumped up. And I just left the class. I didn't even ask my teacher. I just left. I was like, I have more important things to deal with right now than whatever <laughs> class I was in. <laughs> uh, we look back and laugh at it now. I think it was funny in the moment, too, because Bella would just show up. Yeah. And they would always laugh when I would show up because I just, <laughs> they, I think they thought I like said something that was wrong, but I actually just saw them walking into the bathroom. <laughs> this is a scene. Oh. <laughs> That's bold. That's a bold move. Just walking right out of class. Yeah. Had to be done. <laughs> had to be done. Yeah. Sperry described you. Uh, I had Sperry describe each you and Claire. And one of the phrases Sperry used for you was a mama bear. <laughs> I'm starting to see that dynamic in the just up and leaving your class to go join her in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sperry, did you share the story at the, the soccer game? No, I don't think I shared that story. Well, actually, maybe I said it briefly that Bella would um would defend me a lot if I made if I like the refs were treating me unfairly or another like players were treating me unfairly. And at one point I got knocked over by one of the other teammates and like really fell on my back really hard. And then somehow the coach, the other coach said like she's fine or something. And Bella told the other coach to shut up, I think. What did you do? I don't remember. I don't remember what I told the coach, but I, I was like, I was like, what? don't say that to her. Like, get out of here. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, mom, she's a mama bear. For, first of all, that coach was out of line, but yeah. and she'd always get mad at the refs too if they didn't call something when I got knocked over. <laughs> Man. Uh, Sperry, what did Bella's friendship mean to you in high school? Specifically the the bathroom stories. I would say just Bella brings me in general so much joy and in high school brought me so much joy that even if I was like crying because I couldn't conjugate Spanish, but like deeper reasons than that, she would just bring me like out of that. And 
yeah, I think she's just so authentic that it's really easy to be yourself too. So I didn't ever feel like in high school and middle school, you kind of feel awkward not being your like, you know, people are trying to, you know, be different people or trying to, you know, fit in. But Bella was just so herself that it made me be myself. And yeah, she just, she created space to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And we're just have a good time, quite simply. <laughs> Um, but what is what is this Moses speech? I'd love to hear the story from Bella's perspective and what she thought. So Sperry and Claire were my maid of honor. And um, I like, I guess I shouldn't have assumed that they were just going to get up and do something typical because that's just not who they are. But I never in a million years would have guessed that they would have gotten up in front of the entire wedding with full-on beard and uh, did you guys have like headpieces too like full wigs we, we had wigs like, it was wigs. long hair and long beard like right. full wigs full beard and then a ginormous like I don't know I'm not very good at the numbers but probably like five feet long scroll that they made of the it was like the 10 commandments of Bella and I don't remember all of them but I remember one of them was something about my hanger and then like making sure Jacob that's my husband puts in the budget enough for coffee and lots of coffee stops and stuff like that but it was so funny and just so unexpected and I think like it's just feared in my memory just the two of them standing in front of everyone at my wedding in full-on Moses costume (laughs) and then the best part at the very end Barry starts crying like she does she does a little like I don't know if this was planned but she added a little sentimental part at the end and she's just standing up there bawling in a Moses wig and a Moses uh, beard and you know the tears are getting stuck in her um beard in her beard Barry, was it you that like you had it up to your eyeballs yeah no one told me but I had the beard up to here and then the wig down to here so it was just like you could barely oh, see, see my eyes. There's like this much room of where my eyes were. And apparently our like friends from high school were in the back. Like, like you, you look absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like I never tried on the beard before. So you couldn't see my face basically. I was just hair. Oh, it, it's just a memory that will forever be scarred into my brain. It was scarred. so funny. <laughs> seared. <laughs> seared. I mean, seared. <laughs> And now that, Bella, you're in Texas, Sperry's in California, how have you two kept up your friendship long distance? Um, well, I think we got good practice in college um, because I was in, I was still in Texas in college and Sperry was in California for college too. And um, I think both of us kind of stuck at texting and calling, but we're really good at showing up. So I think we probably visit each other four times a year I went to California a few times she would come to Texas um and we just made that priority to see each other and that kind of just stuck and we still make that a priority Sperry's actually coming out next weekend to visit me so um, oh yeah this weekend so that's just we were just intentional when we've also gotten better at calling and texting which really helps too but we just made it a priority to see each other and to um, visit each other. And I got to know her college friends. She got to know my college friends. And so we got to kind of like mix those groups too, which was really cool. Um, Yeah. And so just, I guess, just being intentional with our time was like the biggest thing that helped us stay close. What are some of your favorite things about your friendship with the two of you and Claire? I think, the first thing, there's a lot of things, but I think the first thing that comes to mind is very kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think all three of us, when we're together, are 100% ourselves, and we can bring whatever, one, it's just we we know each other's history, because we've, like, literally grown up together, but also we're just, I think, vulnerable with that, and we share things, Um and like what's going on in our lives and stuff like that but then that also leaves a lot of space for us to just be ourselves because we just know each other so well 
Um, and so I think that's really cool because there's, there's definitely a lot of friendships where that's not the case and you, you know, aren't always fully comfortable or you aren't always fully yourself or, you know, you have to make sure everyone else is doing okay, but it's just like such a safe space when we're all together that we can all be ourselves and all just love each other for who we are. And then I think kind of going along with that is we all just feel like home. And so when we're together, like that's part of that safety. It's we all just like, it's, it's home when we're all together. Yeah. And I'll add to that and say that because we've known each other for so long. And like Bella said, it's a safe space and we can be authentic. It's so easy to both go like to be deep with each other, but also to just be like, have fun doing nothing together and it doesn't feel like it takes energy to be with either of them which is for me Mm -hmm. like the best kind of friendship um that we could literally just be you know on a walk or watching a show or anything um and it feels like it's still that joy just being with each other which I think is really cool and is not the case in all friendships Mm -hmm. it's about time to land the plane of the podcast so I asked them what advice they have to give to others on how to be a friend. Um, I think kind of two things. And I might get to this in a very roundabout way. And I might have to have you repeat that question. But the first thing, <laughs> the first thing is, I think kind of what I was saying is be intentional. Um, I think sometimes there's going to be seasons where like I'm giving more or there's going to be seasons where I'm taking more. And those friendships, like there might be a seasons where like I am really stressed and like I forget to call Sperry for, you know, or miss all of our calls or I forget to call or whatever. But Sperry was always consistent with me. And then the same way, like there was times where like Sperry would always forget to call, but like I still would like call and, you know, bug her. And so I think just being consistent, no matter what seasons of life you're going to, because they're going through because they're going to change and you know the amount of time you get to see each other or talk on the phone like those are going to change as life changes but just being consistent um is just so important because if you value that person like you want to you know and and you want to continue to be in their life like you have to keep showing up for them um, and I think that's something like that's one of the reasons we're all so close because we all like kept showing up for each other um yeah that was that was one of my thoughts. Can you say the question one more time? Because <laughs> I know I had another thought, but I forgot it. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the consistently showing up for each other. I think that's also a thing that's come up with basically everyone I've talked to about friendship is like a friend is someone who is there for you um, in whatever way that looks like. If you're like, I feel like especially at the beginning stages of friendship, like you have to be there in person for each other Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be available and then as the friendship goes on as it develops the in-person like frequency doesn't like matters less and more like the intentionality and um, consistency Mm -hmm. plays a part so I think that's really cool Mm -hmm. okay I I remember my other one actually I have two more Um, I think the another big one is being vulnerable and I think that's a way that there's a a lot of depth created in friendships because you're never going to know someone unless you know all sides of them and nobody's ever going to know you unless you share all sides of you um and so I think that that's really important in having those deep friendships and like we're not meant to carry those burdens alone and it's so important to share those with the people in your life who you love and who you trust um and then alongside that I think also like getting to share your faith and getting to share, you know, like we were doing our devotionals together and stuff like that. It creates like an even deeper level of friendship that goes beyond like the surface level things of that. That's something that we'll always have in common and will bond us for life. Even when we're in completely different seasons, like that's something that always will be consistent and that we can like keep each other, not just keep each other accountable, but like, we know that that will be consistent and that just brings an, a total, like another level of depth to friendship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good, Bella. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say my thought 
my thought is um what just first popped into my head is what Bob Goff like his first book if people are familiar Bob Goff is an author um he's a Christian guy but he talks a lot about um just the stories of his life and just um how Jesus loves and how we can love like Jesus anyways he has his book is called love does and it just makes me think of um in friendships how important it is just to take action no matter what some of the action you know it might seem like a small thing or a big thing and I think when I think about my friendships with Belle and Claire I would I'm just thinking of all the things I would do for them and even if it was something that was really seemed small or if they asked me to do something that they needed that didn't really make sense to me just because of our friendship like I would do almost anything for them um and it just reminds me of that phrase like love does and love takes action um yeah sorry I ended on a bad end note I didn't wrap it nice with a bow Brian I'm sorry well I'll wrap it with a bow oh great this one well okay not actually but that didn't give me another thought I think that's another cool part about friendship too is just knowing that what like if I ever needed something Sperry and Claire would be the first friends I would call because I know that they would drop everything to help or to to do something like one time Sperry was I think she was in Hawaii and I called her and I was like I was in Seattle and I was like Sperry can I borrow your car and she (laughs) and she like figured out a way to let the leave the keys with the concierge and I went and picked up her keys and like took her car and like you know she was off doing her own thing but she like took the time to figure out a way for me to borrow her car because I needed a car like little things like that like she'll take time to do that for me and I know that if I ever needed anything big or small I could call them and they would hands down do it amen sister um what advice do you have (laughs) on making friends in adulthood I feel like the general consensus is that it's pretty hard to do. I Okay, kind of like what you were saying, how men like to do activities. I think it's the same in adulthood. Like, find some kind of activity that you can do with people. Like, find a group or find, if it's like a community group at church or like an intramural group or something like that. Like, join a group, it, which is hard because you have to put yourself out there, but that's kind of what I've been doing in Fort Worth. I would say my advice is to not be afraid to be the first person to reach out. Um, Ooh, that's good advice. Because sometimes it's awkward and you think maybe this person doesn't want to be friends with me. Um, but that's my advice. If you want to make friends, it's oftentimes you have to be the first one to step out of your comfort zone and reach out. And I also agree with Bella is that it's important to do find ways to do things with people um, because that's a good way to bond and find common interests and but it is hard in adulthood but it is possible and I think you can also create in adulthood just deeper friendships because you don't have to be friends with everyone you see but you can choose who you want to spend mm-hmm. time with so there that's a plus I guess yeah I agree with that yeah, and I'd say if, if you have someone you want to be friends with, maybe you have a friend crush on someone, reach out. Reach out if you have a man crush or a woman crush. Like, just be the one. Don't necessarily say, hey, I have a friend crush on you. Probably not. <clears> at least if you're, maybe if you're a woman, you can get away with that. But if you're a man, you definitely can't get away with that. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if I went up to, like, my friend and said, hey, Grant, I have a man crush on you. Let's hang out he'd he'd well i'm not sure how grant would respond grant's a great guy so he'd probably wouldn't bat an eye he'd just go along with it maybe that's the real <laughs> test of a of a friend is are they okay no. with you saying embarrassing things in front of them mm. very often yells very embarrassing things when we when we leave each other that was so random bella well, he said a yelling, embarrassing things. It just made me think of that. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I like to, like, as we leave each other, I like to yell, like, Bella, I hope you remembered your rash cream or something embarrassing. Like at an airport like when there's a lot of people around. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
hope that toe fungus is okay. And another piece of advice is sometimes people have to learn how to be a planner. Like I'm not much of a planner, but I've learned kind of along with reaching out. If I also plan things, it's a lot easier to get people to come along to things if it's like planned. Is there anything else you two want to say on a podcast about friendship? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I really like having friends. <laughs> and I really like Bella and Claire. <laughs> They're great. I agree. We're pretty lucky. I'm I'm lucky. So I'm lucky too. Friends. Friends as great as them. Well, if anyone on the pot listens to this podcast and thinks oh my gosh, I have to get in touch with Sperry or Bella. Um, how is there a way they could do that? Carry your yeah. pigeon for me. Carry your pigeon. Carry your pigeon. Yes. Yeah, that's the best way to reach me. No, uh, Instagram. Instagram yeah, or email. My Instagram handle is at Sperry McQuaid. You're going to need to spell that out for everyone. <laughs> Brian will leave it in the comments. I will. I will. <laughs> Bella, how can people reach out to you? Uh, yeah, Instagram, Bella B. Tully. Also will be linked right, in the show's description. Sperry <laughs> and Bella, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Bella, anything you would like to say? This has been really fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad I got and to I meet did. you in Zoom. Yeah. I'd like to end by saying thank you to Sperry and Bella for sharing your friendship with all of us. Thank you to Tim Cassell for the music you hear in this episode. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, would you please consider leaving a positive review, subscribing, and sharing the show with a friend? If you want to stay up to date with all things related to the Be A Friend podcast, find us on Instagram and TikTok with the name at Be A Friend Podcast. Fun fact, our TikTok is actually growing much faster than our Instagram is these days. In the episode's description, you can find the links to those as well as to the website and blog for the show. Until next time, don't forget that if you want to make a good friend, you have to be a good friend. I was the cow in the spring musical and I did pee on stage because I was laughing because guess what? Let's circle back. Bella was in the crowd and I said, don't look at Bella. Whatever you do, don't make look at Bella because... If you do, she's going to make you laugh. And 30 minutes in, I look at her, and she's in the front row going like this. And I laugh so hard on stage that I peed my pants.